Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glennis. And I'm Ashley. And tonight we're discussing The Sins of Castle Cove, <laughs> which is episode 17 from season five and originally aired on the 9th of April, 1989. Our writer for this episode is Robert. Ben <laughs> I feel like I'm having, like, I'm stuck in a time loop. (laughs) (laughs) The first two times we were trying to record this, Gwyneth and Squiggity (laughs) Squiggity. Yeah, little peek behind the curtain. This is our third attempt. (laughs) I honestly sort of forgot that we've gone through this. And I was like, I know this. How do I know this? (laughs) Right. Robert Banskoik has written 24 episodes of Murder, She Wrote. The episodes he's written that we've covered are Murder at the Oasis, <laughs> The Lady in the Lake, Who Threw the Barbitals of Mrs. Fletcher's Chowder, Murder Through the Looking Glass, Benedict Arnold Slipped Here, What You Don't Know Can Kill You, The Family Doctor, Unwilling Witness, The Big Show of 1965, Love and Hate in Cabot Cove, and Hooray for Homicide. <laughs> So The Sins of Castle Cove is obviously set in Cabot Cove, uh-huh. where Jessica is palling around with her good friend, Dr. Seth Haslett, played by William Wyndham. She is also hanging around at the beauty parlor, where we've got beauty parlor owner Loretta Spiegel, played by Ruth Roman, and patrons Eve Simpson, played by Julie Adams, Phyllis Grant, played by Gloria DeHaven, Ideal Malloy, played by Catherine Grayson, and Miriam Harwood, played by Rosanna Huffman. They're all abuzz because a Cabot Cove former resident called Sybil Reed, played by Paige Hannah, has just published her very first novel, which is called The Sins of Castle Cove. And word on the street is that it's based very closely on the residents of Cabot Cove and their shenanigans. And it's a real steamy read, apparently. So um, they, they all flock to... Bookshop owner Ellis Holgate, played by Graham Jarvis, his store to buy their first copies. They're all very excited. But as they start reading them and they start identifying themselves in the book, they get more and more upset that their secrets are being revealed. Particularly Miriam Harwood is upset because she's married to a horrible man called Noah Harwood, played by Luke Askew. And she was having an affair with Tim Mulligan, the butcher, played by Frederick Coffin. But he has a very overbearing mother called Rose Mulligan, played by Fran Ryan, which might explain why he's single, but they did seem to like each other. Anyways, uh, Miriam is found dead. People think that it's Noah because they thought that maybe he had finally read the book and found out that she'd been cheating on him through the book. Sybil's claiming that this is all artistic license, um, but it's you know, Jessica's saying it's playing too close to the actual stories of Cabot Cove. Um, her Sybil's inside man, by the way, is Corinne, who's Loretta's second in command, played by Sally Klein. And she's conveying all of the gossip from the beauty parlor back to Sybil Reed. Anyways, uh, Sheriff Mort Mesker joins Jessica, played by Ron Massick, in investigating what happened to Miriam Harwood. And it turns out it was the real creepy bookstore. Yeah. <laughs> Because he'd, in his mind, he and Miriam had a connection. And I guess when he found out that she had been hooking up with the butcher and not him, and that she maybe, you know, 
his fantasy life and reality came colliding together and he mm-hmm. murdered her. Didn't, but I thought there was some allusion to them actually hooking up one time. Only he had implied that they were close, but they didn't actually, but... it was just all in his mind. And I, th- I thought that whole fabrication of her sitting and discussing literature and all of that, was that in his head too, right? I yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty dark. Because that's like the big, the dead giveaway apparently is that, you know, she says at the beginning, I only like romantic fiction. <laughs> and he says that they talked about literary fiction. It's like, <laughs> that is not the same kind of fiction. So, um, yeah, and I guess the only person who wasn't written about was Ideal Malloy. Oh, I know, poor Ideal. That's always <laughs> like a random thing to add in. Like, I wasn't written about. I think it's just, yeah, she usually is like kind of, like they think she doesn't get up to much, you know? But I do like that she bought all the copies of the book because she was going to tell them that the character based on Eve Simpson was actually based <laughs> on her. Oh her like, I like that too, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so we... We're back in Cabot Cove. We're back in the warm embrace of Robert Van Skoik. Yeah. <laughs> warm hug. <laughs> Genuinely, after the last like few episodes, I like was really questioning. I was like, what exactly is it that I like about this? <laughs> no, no. Just because it's like, it's nice to watch. But I was like, I feel like I haven't had fun in a while. I thought Jessica behind bars was good. It is good, but it's not like one of my favorite. I think this is the thing. It's like, I like the funny ones. The kind of a sad undertone. Like the last couple have been like. Yeah, the Southern Double Cross one was pretty rough. Yeah, I think there's some fun ones. Um, The Ireland one with the wind in the tube. <laughs> yeah. That one was actually kind of fun. Um, But yeah, I had Cavett Cove, really. I love it. So. Yeah, welcome, welcome home, everybody. Yeah, no, you're, right. you're right. It feels, it feels all good star to- cast as well. Yes, and with all the beauty shop women, you know, it's Love it's it. exciting and it's funny and it's light and it has great lines. I have a whole page that's just dedicated to things people mean things people have said to each other. Yeah, I, I do as well. Because <laughs> this is like what makes it so fun. I, you know, the only I think we've said it we said it before the only sort of sad thing about this episode is that this poor lady in this terrible marriage was like with this kind of nice guy who you know she was obviously never going to be with because he had some issues with his mom (laughs) but then she gets killed by some random weirdo in town and it's like oh god this is a it's another one with like where it's just god what's wrong with the adult men in Cavett Cove but also, like, what's her name, Civil or whatever? Like, the revenge and anger that she had towards this woman for so long. Like, this all could have been avoided. Like, she could have sort of continued on as is. Sure, maybe it would have hit ahead eventually. But, like, she outed all these people for such, like, specific reasons. Mm-hmm. And that part of it is really sad like that woman is not well and like what she's trying to accomplish like her shock when you know obviously this woman ends up dying is 
I don't know what else she thought. Like, what else do you think that she's gonna do by airing everyone's like dirty laundry? Yeah. What they what they'd done against her were like nothing things, like things that were perceived as these. You know, they were had a big impact on her life. But I forgot about that. There is this revenge angle because she's mad because they she wouldn't let her live with her grandmother or or stay in the grandmother's house. So the Miriam wouldn't let her, because she was 16, wouldn't let her live alone in the grandmother's house. She had to go into foster care, but that's obviously not Miriam's decision. That is probably yeah, a, a law. And um, she's mad at Eve Simpson because Eve Simpson had introduced her mother to the man she ended up running off with, mm. I think was the deal. And it's like, but, and then even Jessica's like, but truly you can't hold you <laughs> responsible for that. Um but she and I I don't really think Sybil gets much of a sort of comeuppance and no she doesn't she doesn't but she's no longer welcome in that town like right. she's burned everything to the ground but not a proper comeuppance no it's I mean she saws that second book deal or whatever it yeah, was yeah. yeah and the Hollywood deal like I mean I thought she should have gotten I mean aside from the trauma of knowing that like your book eventually killed someone right i feel like she's gonna hold miriam accountable for a thing that she probably didn't have a great deal of control over but she's not going to take any responsibility for the fact that what she'd written had directly led to somebody's murder like that is you know that's <laughs> that's just uh, i mean i didn't care for sybil i don't know how other people felt about her i wrote sybil sucks and then i wrote <laughs> sybil is a b that's all i wrote about her in my notes <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she didn't really have much of a personality other than being like a turd. You know what I mean? She was a turd. Yeah, yeah agreed. Super manipulative. I mean, I remember when she showed up at Jessica's place and was like, oh, like Jessica, like, it's so great. Thank you for letting me stay here. Your your guest room is still like third door on the right or whatever. And Jessica's like, oh, it's like this person is a master manipulator. I love when Jessica gets uninvited house guests. <laughs> I do too. They just show up and they're like going to stay there. <laughs> and she's always like, oh, I'm just like in the middle of writing. And they're like, that's fine. I won't bother you. Like, don't worry. <laughs> I know. And they just show up with all their bags. Yeah, and sometimes Jessica like kind of drops everything or is like always there for her friend. Like I was thinking about that episode in France where she was like even going to try and help her friend out of like that debt oh, yeah. you know there's all that stuff but when when the person comes in and Jessica's not too keen on helping them but like is like gracious enough you kind of know that they're probably like not not the kind of caliber friend do you know what I mean or like caliber acquaintance for sure oh yeah I mean because I think she's actually got capable of a lot of empathy but as soon as Sybil starts talking about her book Jessica's like this is silly like you're yes. being silly <laughs> <laughs> and she's like I didn't base it on anyone and Jessica's like you did though so that's like you need to own that <laughs> it's like, I don't know I also like that Sybil's big gripe with her grandmother who's passed was that she had to wear hideous clothes and she was not allowed to date <laughs> at I guess 15 like okay <laughs> yeah no it was I mean like the civil character isn't even that it's I was just I'm more into this episode for the women at the beauty salon it's yeah the stuff with the woman that Miriam who gets killed it's so sad and then like her husband's so he's awful he's awful horrible 
which surprised me that she had an affair because he seemed so potentially abusive, either like emotionally or I mean, I don't know about physically that like I, I, I just thought it was very bold that she actually did have an affair. Yeah, yeah, I mean the character of the butcher when I do his mom. His mom is amazing. There's a lot to unpack, but um he's like like how old do we think the butcher is? 45. And his mom is still coming in being like, you harlots. Like Yeah, because she's probably like what, 65? I don't know. I'm you know? curious about AJ, nothing but a number. But I also like that they kept talking about the walk-in fridge. Like that's where all the naughty oh, stuff they was were hooking up in the walk-in fridge. <laughs> too chilly. Too chilly. That is not hygienic if you're storing meat in Right, there. and you're going to sell it. <laughs> that's actually like pretty horrible. <laughs> the walk-in fridge. <laughs> I forgot that that's where the neighborhood <laughs> But it's like, but you're right, Ashley. I love also that like, the girls because like eve is so casual about stuff and actually phyllis seems to be as well and ideal they're like it'll be fine you they're so like not bothered about the fact that she had an affair like that is old news and even eve's like oh yeah i used to date the butcher like who cares right right yeah (laughs) i like when the mom thinks jessica's like dated him and she's like why can't you stay away from my boy <laughs> what's what's eve's biggest gripe with the book i think that it said that she's like man crazy and she doesn't oh, yeah and that she's stealing people's husbands like, well, I like bet, yeah she, was like, she marched in and she was like jessica just wait till you read about the english teacher or something like that oh yeah <laughs> i know there's a part where jessica says to Sybil about the English teacher, she's like, "You made me older," and like, yeah. really bad. Oh, and I like that the description of Seth Hazlitt in the book. I can't remember what was his character's name. Doctor Valiant. Doctor Valiant. Um, they said he was a cross between a leprechaun and a curmudgeon. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bang on, though. <laughs> There are so many good lines in this. It it's just it's a lot of fun. So you have the girls in the um in the uh hairdressers, but also like Seth loves the drama. So you have Seth yeah. also joining in. Not so much like, but he just loves that it's like that everybody's getting so worked up about this book. He loves a bit of gossip when he and Mort are in the bookstore and they're all kind of laughing at everybody going crazy about the book. It's like that is. And then he gets involved too. But that's what I mean. It's like Seth is really funny and it's all very lighthearted. And he's like, but what the best part is he's like then making fun of Jessica because he's like, oh, you think that she just painted me bad? Like, right. you know, like just <laughs> get to the, when you get to Casey Feather, you know. <laughs> so is, that the, is that the teacher? Yeah. yeah. It's Feather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, I mean and then there's a part where Eve is getting her nails done um oh she says that she wants a color that's gonna remind him I'm a woman without threatening him with my sexuality <laughs> yeah. she's like, oh now I even sound like the woman in the book and she just like I don't know Eve is just so funny yeah she's the best she is the Phyllis best was really sharp-tongued yeah I love I like Phyllis a lot too yeah 
I love them all. Yeah. <laughs> and ideal sitting there. She's like, <laughs> I think it's ideal. So now I can't remember. And she says about what book she picks out. And she's like, if the man on the cover has no shirt on, <laughs> then I buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a funny way. She's like, I buy it. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> her inflection is just funny. But it is funny because it's like, I, I don't know. It's like there's something so nice about the fact that like all these women that are older are just kind of allowed to be kind of horny. Like it's just like that's just like the whole town is like, you know what they're like, you know, they're just like out there doing this. Yeah, thing. and have affairs. Like there is zero judgment for that woman having an affair, which, you know, I mean, I it just is so it seems so modern to like not she's they're not gonna scarlet A her, right? Like they're just mm-hmm. like, yeah, she had an affair because that guy stunk like <laughs> yeah Noah was really bad and he was like scary I thought yeah like, and they were all just like you can do it it's gonna be fine don't worry about it they like make fun of him for being dumb later because it's like someone says I've never seen Noah read anything other than a stop sign and his lips moved which is like <laughs> that's funny and he you know but he's like I thought he was pretty scary yeah so I think with Noah, I mean, first of all, we know baseline Cabot Cove men monsters, all of them. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, this paints the town like in an insane light, like with the teenagers and then these older men and then <laughs> the people in between. I know, because this reminds me of the one, the workout one where Sally Struthers' husband is terrible yes we are literally covering every age bracket like linus is right because we got that guy we have the guy from the episode with the computers where he's slow poisoning his wife Mm -hmm. because she was too focused on her job so okay (laughs) oh my god i forgot about that oh yeah <laughs> where they were gonna sell it weren't they gonna yeah, sell it to somebody like, else oh my god uh, i forgot about that that was so awful <laughs> and then the teens and it's like literally every age range they're like like trust that these guys are the worst <laughs> that they're treating their wives terribly and i guess the thing with noah is he's just like par for the course i think it i think the thing is because they hired an actor who's so tall he's really imposing and so in the scene that they're in together him and miriam it does feel kind of scary because he's such a big dude yeah i also just feel like they could have just played him being dumb mm-hmm. like just a yeah, boring dumb would have been like okay like a boring dumb dumb yeah no he was scary and i obviously seen this episode before but I had in my mind had thought that her husband gets killed which I think would have that's what I thought too that's how I remembered it it just made me sad she seemed like a nice person and I wanted her to end up with the butcher he seemed like a nice man I mean his mom was you know it's a lot of baggage but you know I think it was what am I gonna what do I mean it's like Cabot Cove can't just have a dumb guy yeah. They have to have a dumb guy that also has an unbelievable chip on his shoulder. So it's a dumb guy that is coupled then with, uh, you know, an abyss of rage. And you're like, why can't you? <laughs> like, so it's like every time someone talks to me, he's like, what are you talking about? Like everything is so angry all the time. And you're just like, what would this woman have even seen in this guy in the first place? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good point. 
Yeah, he was. I know, and he like schools her about hanging out with Eve Simpson. He doesn't want her to hang out with her anymore. But the picture that they paint of like, I don't know, like like you said, like sort of how things trans transgress from like high school to college to after yeah. in this place <laughs> does lead itself to like maybe not that nice of relationships. And so the fact that Jessica sort of got out unscathed and like all her friends are fine is interesting i mean it makes us rethink the football coach he was single and we were all like oh it's because he's weird and a murderer and then it's like compared to some of these other guys <laughs> pick of the litter weird and a murderer <laughs> wait and who was Sorry for the Barbatols one. It was Elmo was Seth's brother-in-law. Amos's uh, brother-in-law. Lenny was Amos's sister. And they then... were visiting. Okay. Yeah. So it was like Elmo stunk too. Like no, Elmo was from somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to like, who are the good guy? I mean, other than Seth, Seth and, and um, the sheriffs. Oh, yeah. And Floyd. Yeah. Floyd and Andy. And Andy's uh, fine. Andy. Come oh, on. and the newspaper guy. Oh yeah. I oh forgot. God, not Ben Devlin. <laughs> I'm saying. I mean, I didn't say he was great. I just said he was like more yeah. neutral. Why do I hate him so much? I know. Know. <laughs> like, Literally, but I'm kind of into it. <laughs> do you know a Ben Devlin growing up that like? I feel like Susanna. It's because he was in um, Murder in F Sharp. Very oh. briefly in the beginning, so you Maybe. have um, you have beef. I'm triggered as soon as I see the him. Rage. But he appears, and I think what it is is I know that Seth's not in it, and I'm like, ugh, this guy. Again. No, I I understand. I know. I I'm now I'm like racking my brain trying to think of good guy. <laughs> but you're right. Like he's not a, a terrible man. He's a nice guy. I mean, literally every single one we go through, even if they themselves are not the perpetrator of the crime, they are, you know, bad. So it's like. The guy running the um was it was it the shoes that they were making the one um evidence oh, yeah. 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 He, was a, he was a bad guy got conked on the head with a beret on i mean bad bear again. <laughs> wendy my beloved wendy is it like a rock port shoe or something like yeah. that <laughs> it was something really specific <laughs> and then it sounds like in that episode the guy that plays George like he's not a murderer he's not a right. murder victim but he's still like a creepy workplace dude that's trying oh, to like yeah, hit on this George. girl <laughs> George like, oh my god George is the word <laughs> we could do like a whole like I don't know it's like um one of those like police boards where they have all the string between the, like, yeah. All the cabinets. Oh yeah, like um, like uh, that clip from Always Sunny with Charlie standing in front of a board trying to figure <laughs> yeah. out, like just screaming. Oh gosh, but yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, there's the, I, yeah, I guess the guy that was in the volunteer fire department that liked Lois Frixie, he was okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what was his name? I um, can't remember. Ashley liked him. Yeah, he oh? was sweet. Uh, was it Rory or something? No. But yeah, all those guys on the volunteer fire department were terrible. He <laughs> <laughs> got screamed at too, um, didn't he? He got what? Screamed at too. 
He did get he did get screamed at, but he wasn't a bad guy. No. He was a nice guy. And then it was like, why did Lois Frixie end up with Bud? But she could have been with this guy the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I've liked her since high school. Like, okay, well. <laughs> Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. That, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the name of the fiance? The Stanley and Marjorie. Marjorie. <laughs> yeah. She liked the finer things in life. My proudest tweet was that. I just had a photo of Marjorie and I put, oh, Marjorie, the trouble you've caused. <laughs> Oh my god. That picture was so good. That was the best thing. I mean, I with this one, I love that they refer to Sybil as a combination. She's the next Barbara Cartland and Jackie Collins. Yeah, I like that. Well, 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 sign me up. <laughs> I mean, I read the book. Yeah, I read it too. I also want to talk about her like accomplice in the nail salon. That accent was wild. <laughs> yeah, Corinne. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. She always talks like that. And is, is this the one where she had a broken leg that was never no. explained? That was another episode, I think, doesn't she have a broken yeah. leg? <laughs> yeah. I can't. The accent seemed also like Newfoundland or something. Like, I don't know. It wasn't mm. quite like. Yeah. I like yeah. Corinne. She appears. I, so. in, I think she appears in all the ones with Loretta, but I don't think she has hardly any like IMDb credits to like I don't I don't think she's very I don't think she did a lot else other than this yeah I, I don't I feel like she's just in the beauty salon ones too mm -hmm. I have like a memory of us in one episode talking a lot about Jackie Collins and didn't someone find the something Sant'Angelo cookbook yeah oh yes was that, the one? <laughs> that wasn't the deadly florist was it Oh, maybe it was it was the Lucky Sant'Angelo cookbook. <laughs> I think about that sometimes. I'm like, that is, I think, you know, it's a better world for having that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> we found out that Eve's got a birthmark on her fanny, she said. But they put it on the other cheek. They put it on the wrong cheek. That's what she said, right? For our international audience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bum. Her bum. Her old butt cheek. <laughs> oh, I, I also wrote walk-in refrigerator. I hadn't really remembered that I'd written that down, but obviously, Megan, you were right. That is a real standout fact. Yeah, no, that's where. And then the mom accuses Jessica of like, Oh, did the book give you ideas or <laughs> something like that? I mean, I guess for the mom, all these women are like her age hooking up with her. Uh, yeah. Miriam, maybe not. I, I don't, I, I, I will go back to AJ, nothing but a number. But And I, I wrote this down. Someone said Miriam was going to drop the butcher like a hot spare rib, but I can't remember <laughs> who said it. I have two quotes that it's been a minute since we watched this episode, but I would yeah. like to post to the group. I think these happened at the beginning, but someone says she's older than God's mother. <laughs> when does Eve say that? That's a good line. Phyllis, maybe. It's right at the beginning. And then someone says her knees look like two bad boys bumping their heads. Fat, together. fat boys. Two fat boys. 
fat boys. Okay, well, I, th- yeah, I, thought- I loved that burn. They were like, oh, she's so proud of her legs. <laughs> and they're just big. <laughs> this is someone we haven't met or ever meet. And then they just go on to clown her. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, she was where they talk about this woman. Again, we never see, but that like she was wearing shorts, and they're like, "Oh, but she's so proud of her legs." But I thought they were talking about um, the butcher's mom, wasn't it? Or no? Oh no, you're right. Maybe it was another lady. Yeah, I wrote that down too. It was. It was really <laughs> funny. Fat boys pumping their heads together. <laughs> so gross. It's so mean. <laughs> so. Was, were they talking about the same woman? I think that was all yeah. directed at that same yeah. lady. I can't remember her name. I didn't write it down. She's older than God's mother. <laughs> I mean, it's so rough. I also laughed about when they're talking about what books they like. And one of them, <laughs> I think Phyllis says she likes a romance where the, <laughs> the men are fighting over one mature working lady. It <laughs> 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 made me laugh out loud. I have this one quote written down that says, I thought I was being attacked by some senior citizen. <laughs> and I have no idea. I can't remember what it was from. I know, this is the problem too. I, I did, I did But the, does that book give you ideas? Isn't that Rose Mulligan to Jessica? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and yeah, she yeah. says, oh, are you another one of Timothy's girlfriends? Yeah. <laughs> I, that's so weird, actually. I wrote down the senior citizen line too. I couldn't tell you. It was definitely in in the salon. It was Eve. And she said she had lost so much sleep over the book that it was aging her. And she caught a glimpse of herself in the mirror. And she thought she was being attacked by some senior citizen. That was so good. I love Eve. She's so... Julie Adams has like the best line delivery on these things like she's not afraid to ham it up but like just I don't know she's such a good character she really is and it's like it's so hard with this show because you know it's over but it's like I wish you know there were more she was in like so many more episodes yeah because she's I don't know she's just like such a fun character She's so fun. And she's like, and the fact that she's a man eater, but in a way that's like, she's not embarrassed by that at all. Like it is like the book she just feels like has misrepresented. <laughs> she is. Right. But she is all those things. Like, you know, it's like, but she's like, I'm not married men. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's the bit that she maybe <laughs> is going to be annoyed at. Um, can we also talk about the fact that the person who perpetrated the vandalism at the store and I think potentially also burned the books was the butcher's mom? Wasn't that who that was? was, Yeah, I know. (laughs) I mean, this like 65-year-old, like 70-year-old woman going through and (laughs) do honor on like her 45-year-old son. Be like his chaste reputation cannot be ruined, and I'm gonna burn these books. <laughs> Surely it's better for her son to like be dating, right? Like as a grown man. Yeah, like, is I that don't not... know. Is she worried about the age difference, or maybe that Miriam was married? Oh, well, yeah. But I mean, Jessica's not married. <laughs> well, that's true. That's but she's true. older, I guess. Yeah, but. 
mud shoulder <laughs> yeah should we do the the beats yeah we should episode beats thunder weather no secret doors closet hiding no i don't think so poisoning bludgeoning miriam is bludgeoned and that's her only death yeah For the, it's like a cast iron skillet right by like the creepy bookstore guy it's like yeah. this is uh, not it that it's bad. better if no. it was somebody else but no. it's just i know it's so gross but and also just like the but like she wouldn't there's something kind of dark about the fact that like she wouldn't have seen that like she wouldn't know that he felt that way or that like yeah. do you know she wouldn't have known to protect herself from him so it's like there's something kind of insidious about that but anyways yeah Phone wire cut? No. She's shaking. No. Window peep. We've got the bookstore window and we do a lot of panning in and out of those books. Yeah, that's what I wrote. And I was like, I don't know if it counts, but like the fact that it was the window gets broken. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's fake name ID. We have Dr. Valiant is Seth Hazlitt. Casey Feather is Jessica Fletcher. And Bookworm, quote unquote, the geek is Ellis Colgate. So creepy. I did laugh when he said that none of her, like only Sybil's books had been destroyed. Like, he's <laughs> like your books were fine. <laughs> Ellis, the old creep. Such a scary character. He, he is, is scary. The fuzz slash cop quirk and cop chemistry don't apply because it's more businessy business fiction writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> think so uh okay aj nothing but a number who have we got deputy floyd was 36 mort metzger was 53 and seth hazlitt was 66 okay sybil reed was 25 so she was very young the ladies at the hair salon loretta is 67 eve simpson is 63 phyllis grant is 64 and ideal malloy is 67 and miriam harwood is 51 so she's quite a bit younger than the, yeah. than the other ladies ellis holgate was 59 tim mulligan was 46 see that if miriam was single that wouldn't be a big deal when she was cute yeah and no- noah harwood was 57 and Rose Mulligan, Tim's mom, was 73. 73, 46. I mean, that checks out. Yeah. All of it checks out. Yeah. 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 I just feel so sad for Miriam. Yeah. I don't know what she should have done. Her husband was so horrible. He was. And I feel like they probably met in high school at freaking Cavaco High School. And now... Yeah, Cabin Cove High School has a lot to answer for. It honestly does. <laughs> <laughs> like the, <laughs> the graduate not wrong. is not great. <laughs> I mean, we're assuming, but yeah, well, Jessica, Jessica was all their teacher. So oh, they yeah, have no. So are you saying Jessica has something to answer for? Uh, well, no. I'm just saying if they have the world's greatest teacher. Oh God! Um, they still turned out bad. Uh-uh. No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> using her. But I'm saying it probably would have happened anyways. They had the world's greatest teacher, and she couldn't save them. So it's probably not the high school's fault. Is all I'm saying. 
But fair enough. Only silence. Wow. No, no. Now I'm trying to think. <laughs> is there somebody in the episode with the self-driving car? The nephew isn't bad. Yeah. Because okay, well, like I think about all the people. <laughs> and then it's bad. No, no, no. All the, all the people that she stayed in contact with, that like she taught in high school, they're all bad. Because what about that guy that she went to go meet? Oh, I'm gonna butcher this. And he like tried to lie about who she was. Like he said she was his aunt. Oh yeah, his, his mother. Yeah, the poet. Wasn't did she teach him? Dorian, Dorian, yeah. I I don't know if she, if he was like a colleague, a former colleague, or a student. Because the other, po- but yeah, you're right, Glennis. There, yeah, no, Glennis, you make a great point. I'm not saying it's her fault. I'm saying it's the town's. It feels fault. like you are saying it's her <laughs> fault, but you are so quick to blame the high school. I don't think it's the high school's fault because they have you the. Think it's her fault. No. I'm saying it's the town's fault. The coach was naughty. That coach was real naughty. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like all the adults in Cabot Cove. Cabot Cove men through and through from high school on. Yeah, the ladies pull it together at some point. That might be one of the worst like killers on the show. Because he lied about it for 25 years and let someone else go to jail. For yeah, he let someone go to prison for it. And, and he was like, I really care about this team, Jessica. Yeah, he didn't want to start his like youth, his summer camp. Oh my God. <laughs> it was also like a weird dude. <laughs> Just kind of a weird guy. Um, and that also had weird guys in it that all graduated from Cabot Cove because the one guy had actually murdered somebody or thought he had in the car accident. Um, So the Jonathan scale, I mean, Sybil's not exactly a Jonathan because she has a clear idea about what she wants to do, but she is sort of annoying. (laughs) Yeah, no, she's super annoying. Yeah. When she's vindictive but i don't think that that's a jonathan a jonathan i don't think has much like planned out yeah she's <laughs> not just not dopey enough to she's kind of closer to like a tolliver yeah oh yeah i mean if it goes from like dopey to creepy <laughs> she does not get her comeuppance at all no she doesn't and neither no. did david tolliver well <laughs> you're right he didn't really david tolliver I guess David Tolliver's punishment was that Jessica wasn't interested. So yeah, she didn't want a stupid bear. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, she should have spent some nights in jail. Just feel like there should have been a moment where, because it was like the murder in the book, the more it was like, oh, well, obviously she wants there to be a murder to like promote the book for publicity and then have her arrested just for like five minutes. Just to, just so that she realizes not very nice to like, especially poor Miriam when she must know her husband is like not great and that that could potentially put her at risk. It's like, anyways, um, these days, you know, Ellis and Miriam, like that's been going on clearly for a while of him thinking that yeah. they had a relationship they didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. If yeah, they have an affair. That's the no. Only- not at all. 
I don't think so because the way she spoke to him in the bookstore was so dismissive that it was like yeah. she obviously didn't even have any time for this guy. She, but then I wondered if they maybe had hooked up once and then she yeah. was like, Ugh. He was way too close and she was tolerating it for like a minute and then was like, leave me alone. Like, it wasn't like, what are you doing? It was like, oh uh, no, like we can't, like, I don't know. There was a different edge to it that I thought like maybe it had happened once. So I thought he would have mentioned that in the confession like I, I was sure if there had been an actual thing that had happened, he would have been quick to tell somebody about it. But you know what I mean? Like if if you've not hooked up with someone and they come up super creepy to you. I punch him in the face immediately. Right. You'd be like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyone comes up behind Susanna, he punches them. Um, you're right, Glennis. I hear what you're saying. I think like, it just feel. It felt like he had something on her that he could have blackmailed her for, and she was trying to sort of like keep it as sort of copacetic as possible. Mm. When if they really had nothing going on, then yeah, I feel like yeah. I, I hear agree. what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, Glennis. I just, I hoped for Miriam's sake. No, I, yeah, I don't because he was he horrible. Was gross, he was creepy. Yeah, I get you. And I feel like she would have had to be in a pretty sad place to hook up with a, a guy like that. It just, yeah, the, the shot in the bookstore felt like a little too close for people who've never had anything. Yeah. Or maybe like they never hooked up, but like, she sort of took advantage of his mm. nice, not nicest creepiness, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like a, I'm nice, but I want something. Yeah. I, apart from that bit, that scene in the bookstore is like my favorite scene in the whole episode because yeah, it's so good. them being all jazzed up about the book is like, it's so adorable. And like that they've all yeah. got these big old hardbacks they're gonna buy and like go home and read and they're gonna be like so steamy and <laughs> uh, I thought that was very sweet and I love Seth and Mort being like because I is Mort gonna buy it for Adele or something like that and then they all yeah because she broke her foot Adele dropped a 200 pound student on her foot <laughs> oh, yeah. so she's laid up in bed oh, and someone God. said oh former marine something something like yeah. these little i think we should like collect little adele tidbits for I kevin she sounds like such an interesting person but yeah she's laid up in bed she had a broken foot I and you adele. never meet her right no unless she's in the christmas carol one from 94 or whenever that last like implied like there's a woman is yeah. there a woman standing next to him that could be adele but well, other than in that, a no. later episode we mm. meet an ex-girlfriend of mort's who's like had run off with the guy in there in the circus. <laughs> we lost Glennis. I could see the second she left the conversation. I think you started to Susanna, say circus. You know what I'm talking about, Of right? course I know which one you're talking about. And there's like a real thing about like, is Mort gonna let like old feelings kind of cloud his judgment, right? Yeah. And of course, you know, Glennis, don't worry. Like- you know, Mort's not that kind of dude, but, and he loves Adele. 
Because Adele sounds terrific. She sounds like a lot of fun and like an interesting person. It sounds person. like she would rough you up too if you ever mm-hmm. crossed her. Yeah. You know, that's an interesting point when Wayne Metzger gets introduced in one episode. That's Mort's wayward brother. Like, why isn't he bringing Adele in there to kind of sort that out? <laughs> like, it's her brother-in-law. Um, yeah, and that's other, that's other Cabot Cove men that are naughty. The fishermen. The- yeah. Well, because you're right, because Wayne is the, in that situation, was like the good guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was like trying to protect people. I know we still Uh, haven't done done that one. Hunky, hunky Wayne Metzger. Well, we'll get there. Don't worry. (laughs) Although after the last, the series, before we did this one, I was like, we got to do Nan's ghost. Like I need a, I need a But we've also had requests for ones too, but we we have and those ones are great too and the only issue with nan's ghost um apart from your sour looks and your (laughs) (laughs) that bit megan is that it's a two-parter and so there's right two-parters eventually i know that's that's we just need to figure out how we're gonna do them like but yeah nan's ghost is a particular favorite of mine really back to back yeah, and then you do like maybe a longer episode to talk about it. Oh, but yeah. it's it's the best. <laughs> well, the cast will be the same. Yeah, like, that's like true. there's bits that like you know you don't have yeah. to repeat, and the arcs this this is, there's only the one. Um, petite feet, no glamour shot. Who is he? Sybil's glamour shot in that bookshop <laughs> yeah, window. That's a million times. Yeah. Okay. With that weird, like, kind of frizzy half ponytail (laughs) she's got. I'm listening to another podcast and they're talking a lot about Star Wars at the moment. And it makes, it reminds me that whenever I wore a half pony, I should probably still shoot the stick. (laughs) Says I look like Qui Gon Jinn from (laughs) Phantom (laughs) (laughs) Menace, which, you know. I gotta untangle that. Um, smooches, no, no. Uh, the bloody hands. I said no. I don't think we see anything. Uh, familial ties, no. Eyes closed, head shake, yes. So, faith outfit, worst outfit. Glennis, why don't you start us off? No. Oh. No, pick someone else. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I, I, I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this episode is not <laughs> okay i liked Seth's corduroy jacket and bow tie okay when he goes to the bookstore and i like jessica's blue jumpsuit with a scarf yes yeah and yeah. um i had that too and then for worst outfit just off the top of my head because i didn't actually have one written down is sybil's hair mm yeah that's that's correct (laughs) that's all i got uh uh, megan what about you okay i liked (sighs) this is hard because i wrote notes about outfits that i liked um jessica's blue sweater and blue scarf um yeah i i guess that and i wrote that i loved a silver top but i don't know whose it was so if that's (laughs) not really helpful and I don't know about worst I don't think I didn't have one okay Glennis 
Are you ready? Um, yeah, I wrote Jessica's jumpsuit, um, but I also wrote, <laughs> this is why I panicked. Um, I wrote Jessica's red green plaid shirt. I don't know if it was my favorite or my worst, <laughs> my least favorite, but it's written. I want to take the clip of you saying no. <laughs> Just throw it in the episode every so often, like the Wilhelm scream or something. <laughs> She's like, no. Like get a little soundboard, you know, where you can like program the little buttons for different sounds and just pop that in every time. <laughs> I genuinely was like, oh, what you saying no about? I thought you were talking to Archie. Really- Anyways. Um, <laughs> Fave outfit, yeah, me too. Jessica's uh, blue jumpsuit and scarf. Mm-hmm. And I said Seth's houndstooth hat. And then worst outfit, everything Civil War, apparently uh, enraged. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's fair. Biggest hunk. Oh, God. Uh, Megan, where do you start? I mean, I thought Timothy was pretty cute. Yeah. And I like Eve, obviously. Glennis? Yeah, I'll go Timothy. Ashley? I'm going to go in a different direction. Oh. Um, I liked Ideal Malloy. I think she's a cutie patootie. She's cute. <laughs> like <a> Ideal. <laughs> she has the world's greatest name. She Ideal has Malloy. the world's greatest name. <laughs> and I felt bad for her that she wasn't in that book. But she bought all those copies and she's going to lie about it. <laughs> uh. I play Eve Simpson. Yeah. Classic. So now we get to lines. JB Burns, I will take anything um, from this episode. Glynis, do you want to start us off with, with lines you'd written down or have you already said them? I've, I've already said them, but I'll repeat them because they're so good. She's older than God's mother. Mm-hmm. And then her knees look like two fat <laughs> bumping their heads together. I also have a line down. I don't know what this is referencing, but is he fake jump roping, Seth? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Oh, yes. I, when he's I running, he's going yeah. for a jog and he runs into Jessica on the bike and he's moving his arms as though he's jump roping. Yeah. 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 Thank you for remembering that because I was like, okay, I thought that was a quote, but no, that's just me adding commentary. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh Ashley, what about you? I think I said all of mine. I think my favorite though is that Adele dropped a 200 pound student on her foot. It's <laughs> like, what's she doing? Was it a self-defense class? Or was there zero context and she had just dropped a student <laughs> on her foot? We may never know, you know? I, <laughs> uh, Megan, what about you? My favorite part? J.B. Burns. J.B. Burns, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I... <laughs> um, I mean, it's not, I don't really, Jessica didn't, have that many other than the like you made me older um i think i said all of them okay someone said colder wait did someone already say this someone said colder than a lobster trap in the middle of january did someone no, say that? that's a good one i don't know who said it or in what context which is not that helpful 
I know I wrote down all these things in isolation and now I'm like, I don't know what that was in reference to, but I should have given it some context. Um, I liked at the beginning when Ideal says, I hate educational TV. And uh, he yes. says, well, yes. this isn't educational, it's network TV. <laughs> that, that part also made me laugh. And there were a couple funny lines from Morton stuff, but the, I and I liked when JB said, obviously I haven't gotten to the good part when Eve comes and she's all mad and she's like, have you read the book yet? <laughs> she's, like, she's like, oh no, not yet. Cause it's, it's not enraged me yet. Um, and I liked when Rose, who's Tim's mom says, who would want to buy sausages from a man who played around with married women? Oh, uh, the only one. other, who, wait, who said that one? It was uh, Tim's mom. Oh, right. The other one I wanted, uh, the other one I thought of was, I think it's Phyllis or one of the women in the beauty salon. It's that little weasel has a mole. (laughs) When they find out that Corinne, is it Corinne? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That is a good line. Yeah. (laughs) Fave guest star. Megan, do you want to start us off, fave guest star? I have to go Julie Adams. I mean, and I... I can't remember the lady, Catherine Grace. Wait, who plays Phyllis Grant? It's um, DeHaven, Gloria DeHaven. Yeah, I really liked it. Glynis, what about you, fave guest star? Yeah, I'll let Eve Simpson. Okay, Ashley? Um, I'd say Eve or Phyllis. Actually, I'm in the whole beauty salon. Yeah. I'm going, the, I'm going the whole beauty salon. You can throw Corinne in there too. I feel like Loretta <laughs> was kind of underutilized this Agreed. episode. Yeah. I like oh, Loretta. I would have loved a Loretta episode. Yeah. Where like her son comes in or like <laughs> her daughter and brings drama. Or ex-husband. Or ex-husband. Yeah, no, I would have been into that. I love Loretta. These are just good friends talking about each other when their good friends aren't here. Something like I can't remember what she says. It's some amazing line. Um, Glynis's guess. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, mine is Julie Adams as well. I don't know if I said that. Glynis's guess. Glynis, do you remember who you guessed? Alice. Oh, you got it right. Yeah. Oh, well done. You're like, he seems creepy. He, he did I it. I mean... Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now we're at fave moment overall ranking. We have to guess what Glennis thought of this episode. Yeah. Right. 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 Did anybody watch it with her, Megan? Did you watch it with her? Yes, we did. We did watch it. I was like, did we? What was the vibe? Yeah. What was the- I. I. Oh, I thought Glennis. Just you can just throw out like one or two adjectives. I Glennis. I did write my notes that Glennis laughed. <laughs> okay. That's all I need. Thank you. So can we guess now? Yeah, guess. I think Glennis gave it a seven. I was going to go six. What about you, Ashley? I was going to go five. Okay. I gave it a seven. I knew it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think this was, wait, so this, wait, so this is up there with like Northern Explosion and the, the search for Peter Carey. This, I'm so glad you mentioned this, Megan, because the last couple of weeks we've not been able to record because um, I've, m- we basically caught every bug going <laughs> and then I had issues with my Wi-Fi. Okay. And my wife, my wife, no, no. <laughs> I kept auto-correcting on every text I was sending to say my wife. My wife. My wife's out. Um, <laughs> 
So I went through and I re-listened to the end of every episode to get <gasps> the scores. And I will tell you that what I did not realize, and I'll, ha- I'll give it another listen just to double check. We did not actually start giving numerical scores to these until episode nine, which was Doom with a View. So the first eight, we didn't score that way. Okay. What I will tell you is, our lowest overall ranking score, what do you think it is? It has 3.5 is the average across. It was recent. It was recent, yeah. Um, was it the Bloody Star. Hands? It was Southern Double Cross. It was Southern Double Cross. So Southern Double Cross did worse than Murder and I, I actually kind of didn't mind Murder and F-Sharps, I guess. Wait, I didn't mind it either. But wait, what Southern, remind me? That's Southern a, the Australian one. Australian one. <laughs> so a very close second to last was a Christmas secret, which is the mm. second lowest, but that's as a group. We decided that. And our highest scoring one as a group is. Wait, I want to guess. Hold on. Um, well, not completely blanking. <laughs> <laughs> on all of the episodes. Oh, um, the one in the Caribbean. Widow weep for me. Widow weep for me is across the board. That's the one. So Wait, what, what, what score did I give it? So this Ew. is now Glynis. Is, so keeping in mind all of that information, Glynis is given a total of three episodes of two. That's the lowest ranking she's given anything. She gave those to Southern Double Cross, Programmed for Murder, and Dead Eye. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wait, her- Programmed for Murder a what? A two. <laughs> yeah, that one. Even that one was tough. Was he poisoning his wife? Yeah, yeah, but they had that weird doll and those. The, what about the toy shop one? Oh, that one was good. I like that Barbara one. Babcock. Barbara Babcock and your boyfriend Higgins. Oh, <laughs> I love a Higgins. Yeah, the toy. That's a um, murder on Madison Avenue. So, which actually is a high scoring one. Yeah. So the highest scores Glennis has given any episode is an eight. She's given it to a total of ten episodes. Though those are so weird to bring this up, Ashley. The Wind Around the Tower, A Little Night Work, The Search for Peter Carey, Murder at the Oasis, Morning Among the Wisterias, Broadway Malady, The Days Dwindled Down, Murder on Madison Avenue, Town Father, and Widow Weep for Me. Was I drunk for any of those? Yeah. Now, I will say possibly for The Wind Around the Tower because Megan and Ashley gave that a seven. So you scored higher than the, both of them. <laughs> Only I put it higher than you. So that's the one like outlier for you, Glennis. <laughs> Which Wind Around the Tower? That's the one with the sheet up the tube, right? It's the Ireland one. Yeah, the one with the emerald coast. Oh, yeah, yes. with the perfume. And mm-hmm. then the, oh, she yeah. shoves a sheet up the tube and it makes the wind noises. Yeah. Yes. Like what's, what's, what did I give Wisteria? Just a quick. I know we're way off topic here. Sorry. But. No, yeah. No, you're <laughs> all right. You also gave it an eight. I, I love that monologue that she gives. Oh, it's great. End. It's so good. Okay. Now, one of the highest scoring so i thought this was the highest scoring one but i think widow weep for me just knocks it out was weirdly tough guys don't die that one got really high ranking from like almost all of us that's a good i mean i think that's a good one what's that one so harry mcgraw where she's trying to solve the axe murder or the you know the dan danbury scalpel murder 
And also Barbara Babcock's in it. Yeah. So, okay. so Ashley, your top two at the moment are Tough Guys Don't Die and Widow Wheat for me. You gave those both a 10. I'm so sorry about Barbara Talls. I, I thought 10. you went back and changed it. I, if she did, I have it. If we can officially do change that now, because I've got the spreadsheet open. So if you'd I'd like, like to, to do that, I'd like to submit okay. a 10 for Barbatals. <laughs> okay. okay. So yeah, I knew Ashley had regrets about Barbatals. I had big regrets. So three tens for Ashley, Barbatals, uh, Tough Guys Don't Die, Widow Weep for me. Megan, your tens are Tough Guys Don't Die, Widow Weep for me. And my tens are, I give four. Dance Diabolique, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Town, Town Father, Tough Guys Don't Die, and Widow Wheat for me. And I will also change mine for Who Do the Barbatals because I think that's a 10. I gave it a nine, but I'm going to give it a 10. Yep. So does that change the average? Let's just have a quick. Sorry, I know this is all cut out the dead air. No, I'm into it. Keep going. Widow Wheat for me is still the number one episode. So there you go. So Glynis has given this a seven. Okay. Maybe those stats will all change in the next two minutes as we all grade it. Glynis, what was your favorite part? No. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> the mom was burning the books. I don't know why. Just everything about her and trying to protect her like 45-year-old son like, <laughs> no. and protect his like reputation. Like yeah. I I mean, he's allowed to like date women. He's not in high school. Like, I mean, even, I don't know. It just, it was funny. Okay. Ashley, what about you? What do you give Sins of Castle Cove? I gotta go, uh, I think a nine, only because I kind of wish that the meanie husband had died instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and a uh, favorite moment. I think just the opening scene at the salon is one of my favorites. And then the mom um, going after Jessica, Mulligan's mom going after (laughs) Jessica, calling her a harlot, basically. So Mm -hmm. those are my two favorite moments. Those are good. Megan, what about you? Okay, favorite moments. I mean, the bookstore, anything in the beauty salon, bookstore scenes. Um, And what is my rating? God, it's so hard because I want to give it a 10. But I think it's really sad a little bit, you know? Yeah. Uh, 9.5. <laughs> yeah, can I do a 9? We we do, do half points, yep. Half uh, points are problem, okay. I don't like that I've only given two episodes 10s. Well, I mean, maybe you're saving it for something really special and yeah. this one ain't it. You or know? you should revise Murder and F Sharp and call it a day. <laughs> Give that one a 10 out of 10 like you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what are you saying? 9.5? Yeah, 9.5. Sorry, that was a long It's a tough, it's a tough walk to get there. (laughs) So I am going to say, I really like this episode. I I agree. I think the thing with uh, Miriam is sad. I don't know. It's hard. I love the ladies. Um, and my favorite scene is the scene in the bookstore. I am going to give this, I guess I'll give this a 9.5 too. Sorry, Megan, I'm going to copy you. No, no, that, I mean, it makes sense. I just, I do like it. And it has been nice to be back to like a funny, the one that was like 
I guess it's not so much I don't like the other episodes. It's just this episode is so easy to watch. You just mm-hmm. sort of put it on. You're laughing. You're with the girls most of the time. Um, so yeah, I really like this one. But anyways, um, let me put in our scores on my trusty spreadsheet here. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> calculate, calculate. When we were kids, we used to say that if we had like a I don't know what it was like a spy agency. Susanna was gonna be the computer tech. <laughs> this is just reminding me of that. I love like, it. I love enter it. the <laughs> coordinates. Like the woman in criminal minds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't go into the you don't go That's into the compute. <laughs> Enhance. Enhance. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And we hope you'll listen again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.